Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! New Year, football fans. Appreciate you streaming in on this Thursday on Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac. That would be John McMullen and Jody McDonald. JM, when last we spoke 22 hours ago, we said, hey, see you again tomorrow. I would say that it was a pretty fun, debatable. What a uh, day. What a day. An inspiring 22 hours since last we spoke. Man, just one report after the other after. Who do you trust? Who do you believe? Really? What the hell's going on? You mean they're doing a 180? How much fun did you have yesterday? Not a lot, to be <laughs> honest. You know, again, you know, who to trust? I mean, Darius said goodbye. I mean, that that, that was, you know, confirmed. That, that one you weren't uh you you weren't too shy to read between the lines. That was no, pretty easy for you. No. Huh? And 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 his wife said goodbye as well. I mean, that that was not misreporting. Um, I believe Adam Schefter was first with it, you know. So, you know, for the people that don't understand, we always talk about the information brokers. Things are funneled to them. And then poor people like me got to confirm it uh, with, you know, you can do the math. And, oh, it was confirmed, um, you know, from – from Slay's perspective, uh, you know, he made the decision to leave and then did the 180. Um, and I think it was good we had Les on uh, yesterday because Les has had a long history, obviously, with the Eagles, but also dealing with Drew Rosenhaus. And he mentioned, I believe he used the term, Drew's a realist 
I think, you know, everybody remembers Drew from the T.O. days, right? Mm -hmm. He's not that guy anymore. You, you think about it, he was always cultivating sort of media attention back then. He doesn't do that anymore. You right. don't, he doesn't do that anymore because he's, he's entrenched. He's built his brand. He's one of the biggest agents in the sport. He doesn't have to do it anymore. Um, and he is a realist. And, you know, I think what happened here is he got in Slay's ear and said, look, dude, you're 32. You're comfortable. You like it here. They're going to pay you your money this year. And I think ultimately, and the Eagles were lobbying as well, we love you. We think you're a great player. We need some cap, uh, uh, you know, help. Um, you're going to get your money and you're going to get it up front. Um and ultimately, he calmed down and, and, and rethought it. And, you know, who knows? His wife, any of us who are married, knows how that can have an effect. And she loves it here. She didn't want to leave. Um, and ultimately, he got the 180. Big Wolf of Wall Street guy. I, you know, if you like that movie, Jordan Belfort, Leo DiCaprio, you know, he's not effing leaving. <laughs> and, you know he did a 180 it's happened before in free agency you've seen certain players agree to terms with one team frank gore was most no you know most famous here uh changed his mind happens every once in a while um but rarely do you see this man that was that was crazy and again you know if i'm an nfl head coach and these are grown men you can't tell them what to do but man, I would I would really really advise to use Twitter for certain things. You know, build your brand, interact with the fans if you want. But you know, try to stay away from it. Because Slay was on there all day. Our buddy Brandon Lee Gowton was tweeting out you know PFF statistics. He's saying this isn't right. Well, it is right. I mean, yeah, he's not lying. Uh, he's giving the statistics. So it all stemmed from Twitter and saying goodbye, and 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 then they changed their mind, basically. Right, and here's here's what we do know, and here's what we don't know, and I think more importantly is what we don't know. The devil is going to be in the details. That's what they were negotiating was the details. How much of the money that he's supposed to make this year will be transferred into a signing bonus which will give them salary cap relief and oh by the way once it becomes a signing bonus it becomes guaranteed so that's a good thing for slay his contract this year 17 million dollar salary as of right now not guaranteed until we find out what yeah. they agreed to going forward so the eagles were doing solid by him by guaranteeing a percentage of his salary this year and then they could spread that out over a period of time and get salary cap relief for it. If Slay had chosen to take his release, that the Eagles said, we're going to release you, it's going to be post-June 1st, so we're going to get some salary cap relief. They just spread it out over two years rather than one big hit this year if they released him now. Well, that salary this year goes by the boards. It, it was un, uh, guaranteed, non-guaranteed. So that was why, and I got to give Howie Roseman a ton of credit, he played this uh, like a concerto fiddle. Yeah, he's he getting his flowers today, too. He's he and his his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, the realist that he is. Uh, go out and check. the. Uh, here's what we're telling we, we think is fair market value for you. 
if you can find better, yeah, we'll go ahead and trade you to that team. Well, they went out and talked to all the teams around the league and they found out you're not getting 17 million bucks on the open market this year, bud. That's what you're supposed to make from the Eagles. It's not going to happen anywhere else. So the realist that is Drew Rosenhaus said, yeah, if we want to walk away because you're ticked off because the Eagles won't give you another year with some guaranteed money in 2024, we can do that. We can end up losing money. And they prefer to keep you in a town where you'd like to be, where you would like, wife would like to be, and we can get some more guaranteed money just for this year. All right, doesn't help us down the road, but guess what? Nobody else is putting out an olive branch for down the road either. So why don't we just stay put where we are? And you get the amazing 180, and Darius Slay is back again next year. Yep. Um, now, and we'll see when it gets filed uh, eventually with the NFLPA. Uh, everyone will know. Right. I, w- I was told there's no new money, and the Eagles are getting cap relief. So that tells me um, they're going to guarantee his salaries you mentioned. Um, and – um, probably got an extra, probably got uh, uh, Slay to agree to an extra Boyd year where, you know, it's essentially going to be a dummy year on the contract so they can spread it out and get that cap relief. That's my guess. That's just my guess of what's going to happen. He's already got um, three dummy years. This is, when and if Darius Slay and the Philadelphia Eagles part ways, there's going to be a cap hit. There's going to be a dead money cap. Oh, yeah. Because he's already got three dummy years. He had another one. Now it's going to be four. Well, well I should say, ways. I should say, as you do, that's his old contract. So the, the, the problem is when you hit the final year, and that was the Eagles, like with Lane Johnson, whenever they do with Lane Johnson, they, they don't have to get permission for Lane to do this stuff because he's got multiple years left on his contract. Uh, in his final year, they would have to get permission. You have right. to sort of amend the contract, rework it, whatever word you want to use. That's why it's different. Um, so so those, those void years on his current contract no longer matter because they're dummy years. So now they got to create a new contract with new dummy years. And, and essentially that's what they're doing. So, you know, it's a bookkeeping trick, uh, this time of year, that stuff gets too important. Um, but, you know, the Eagles are really good at it. And I see, you know, you mentioned Howie Roseman. He's getting – I see Josina Anderson out there giving him his flowers and uh, Albert Breer, uh, and he's doing a tremendous job. But I do – and I did put it on Twitter. Jake Rosenberg deserves a lot of credit as well. And Howie will say that. And he's the Eagles director of uh, – vice president of football administration. He's the contract guy and teams look to what the Eagles do and try to replicate it. When other organizations look at your organization and the Eagles are really good at it and they deserve credit for it, but you're right. Here's where Howie deserves the flowers. He knows the freaking market, man. Correct. He knows it backward and forward. And that's what, you know, that turned out to be a great strategy to say, all right, go shopping around, see what you can get elsewhere. And he knows this league, and it's not about Slay being a bad player because he's a good player, but it's the way this league does business. If you're a 32-year-old cornerback, they're not going to make these grand gestures. That's not how this league works. Dirty is a dirty word in this league. 
and even dirtier at certain positions, cornerback being one of them, the so-called thoroughbred positions. Now, if you keep playing well, it, essentially what they did is they put them on the Pletcher Cox plan. You know, if, if you remember last year when they sort of rebooted Pletcher's contract, now they actually released him for 24 hours. They didn't get to that point with, with Slay, so it's not completely apples to apples, but it's really close. And now they're going to amend this and put Slay on that one-year plan. But all the while they're saying, we love you. You know, you know this is just the reality of the, the industry. Um, you saw, we let Drew go out. He, he gave you the information. Um, you know, and essentially, would you rather be here, which you love? You love your teammates. You're a team captain. You know, he was really emotional. When, when they voted him to be a team captain, his teammates, um, as I mentioned, his wife, <laughs> I bet you a million bucks had a big thing to do with this because she loves it here. Um, she tailgates with the fans. I mean, she, she loves it here. Um, why leave? Why le it's a good team. And, and they've taken hits. But I got news for you, Jody. The NFC looks bad. It's very early in the process. But when you talk about the quarterbacks, the AFC is loaded. The NFC, it's Jalen Hurts and pick your poison. If you want Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Dak, Dak Prescott, I even throw Jared Goff. I might take Jared Goff as number two in the NFC. Well, you got a murderer's row over there in the AFC. The Eagles are going to be a good team. Are they going to be as good as they were this season, this past season? Probably not. But it's an easier path in the NFC. So it's still a good team. Why Why leave? And right. and that's, I think, what the Eagles sold. If the Eagles want to stay where they are, arguably number one, number two, San Francisco, think what you want about their quarterback situation. Uh, they are right now uh, either the best on paper or second best in the NFC a move that could actually move the needle. I think it, we had one earlier here in free agency or legal tampering that if the Eagles were one in San Francisco or two might've made it San Francisco one. the Eagles two was Javon Hargrave signing with San Francisco. Well, one that might be able to swing it back is Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, no news on that front. Uh, you and I kicked it around yet. Could this be the day? You yeah, thought I thought it was, was going to be right, too. It was trending in a positive direction. Oh, they uh, they had to man. clean up all the sleigh business before they could get to the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson business. And oh, by the way, if, and again, the devil will be in the details, they cleared enough cap room for this upcoming season with the new reworked Darius Slay deal... That only lends itself to a better chance of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson coming back here. I, I think it's a key signing, John. They they kind of need to get this done. This is going to be very important. I've heard him tied to no other teams, which surprises me. I Denver, thought at some point Denver, some other team uh, would come out, has high interest in, is talking to, uh, maybe not gotten close to a deal. But have you seen him tied to any other team in Denver, reporting? Denver the Broncos okay um but I don't know Aaron Wilson reported that very good reporter uh Houston-based reporter um but I don't know how much of that is Sean Payton related 
you know, Sean was obviously with New Orleans when when CJ was there. So a lot of it might be just, you know, reading the tea leaves. And and Sean was very vocal, if you remember, um, that it was a bad trade from the Saints' perspective. So he spoke very highly about CJ as a player. Um, so I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is just people, you know, connecting it because Sean Payton is there. Um, yeah, but I'm surprised, you know, at the – he he was a guy expected to go in the first couple hours of free agency, whether it was the Eagles making a move to bring him back or him getting the big deal. And clearly, to me, the big deal isn't going to be there for him, and that's better for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And now, Orlando Brown took a long time too, and he got a monster deal. Um, so. I guess it's possible, but I don't think it's a good sign for for CJ as far as, you know, Jesse Bates at the top of the market at 16 million. I don't think he's getting anywhere near that. I think he might get half of that, Jody, but that's just, you know, that's just a pure guess, but I just can't see the big, big deal that would blow the Eagles out of the water. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be there for him. Well, it was a big 22 hours since last we spoke. John and I both thought it was more likely going to be CJ DJ than the ouster return of Darius Slay and the return of Fletcher Cox. We haven't even gotten there yet. We will do that with our first guest. Up next with us here on Birds 365, we've got our pal Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal. He's going to jump in here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs, and then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. 
But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. John McMullen and Jody McDonald here on Birds 365, and it's time for us to get Delawarean. And when we do that, we hit in with one of the princes of darkness. Now, when it's Groats, Mr. Delco Times, it's because of his attitude. When it's Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal, it's because his room isn't as bright as ours. He doesn't have as good lighting. Martin, you look wide wide awake enough, though. Uh, They keep you busy yesterday covering the birds. Yeah, you know, I was I was about getting ready to go to bed. And yeah, sudden, I was in bed, Martin. I had to pop back out. Come on, all of a sudden, hey, Darius Slay's coming back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, it was kind of an interesting night. You know. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm like, come on, shut it down. Do it in the morning. <laughs> At least give us that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, it was an interesting day. 180. I call it the Jordan Belfort. If you're a Wolf of Wall Street fan, I know you and I are Moneyball fans, so I assume you're a Wolf of Wall Street fan as well, Martin. Mm-hmm. But yep, uh, yep. Um, it, it, the move as a whole, I was a little surprised. I mean, coming into free agency, I thought, well, the Eagles are probably going to lose Bradbury and, and, and move forward with Slay and try to find uh, a replacement. Turned out, we thought for at least a couple hours they were going to lose Slay, and, and obviously they re-signed Bradbury. Now they have them both back. Um, yeah. How, how much does this shift your thought process about this defense and the and the move from Jonathan Gannon to to Sean Desai? Yeah, I mean, I I think you know it shows like a lot of these guys want to run it back. I mean. Yeah, Sean Desai is going to be a little bit different than what Jonathan Gannon was, but I think, you know, the concepts will pretty much be the same, and it's something they're familiar with, and, and, you know, it worked out great for them last year, so I don't see why, you know, they don't think it'll it'll work out again this year, even with a different guy calling the defensive plays and Sean Desai, so, you know, a guy like Bradbury, a guy like Slay, if, if they were to move on, I mean, you know, you're talking about a new team with potentially a new system and everything like that. I mean, it doesn't always work out that well. And if you're a guy who's 32 years old like Slay, you know, and you're getting a one or two year deal and it doesn't go well, well, that that could be the end of your career. At least, you know, if you come back to the Eagles, you kind of know the system, you know, the guys and, you know, obviously, you know, it's a good team because they went to the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, I think all that went into his thinking, maybe, you know, all that money that he thought he was going to get a wouldn't be out there and B, even if it was like, maybe it doesn't work out if he's in a, you know, a new system with a new team and, you know, they're not as good, you know, support wise around them and everything. So, 
you know, I think that's why a lot of these guys decided to run it back one more year. Well, if that's the case and Darius Slay is glad to be back and he's on his back nine of his career, but he's in a comfortable place. He's been here for three years. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson only won. Um, successful year, you can't argue that, how good he was, tied for the league lead interception, even missing five games. How does he play his cards from here on in? John and I both agree. If the mega deal was going to be out there, he would have already signed it. What is the fact that we're now three days into free agency tell you about uh, the interest in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, Javon Hargrave was pretty much gone as soon as, like, you know, the free agency period yeah. started. I mean, you know, he got that mega deal. And, and you know, I think it's a good sign. I mean, the fact that C.J., you know, Gardner-Johnson is still out there means that the Eagles still have a chance to bring him back. I mean, you know, even with Slay and Bradbury coming back, I mean, I think Howie has a number in mind for Gardner-Johnson saying, you know, look, we want to pay you, but this is as high as we can go. And I think Slay kind of figured into that. I mean, you know, if, if Slay wasn't willing to, you know, rework his contract, you know, maybe take a lower amount um, and everything, then, you know, I mean, they were ready to move on. So I think, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson's always kind of been a priority for the Eagles. It's just whether or not, you know, if someone was going to blow him out of the water with a crazy offer, which, so far hasn't come. I mean, maybe it still will, but um, yeah. I would think by now that it probably would have. And the fact that it hasn't seems to be a good sign that, you know, the Eagles at least have a chance to bring him back. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if the deal is there. Now, Orlando Brown uh, took a couple days and he got a big deal. Um, so maybe, I guess there's a slight chance it's out there, but I don't think so. Um I don't think the market is what he was thought it was going to be. As you mentioned, Javon, if you get the splash offer, you take the splash offer and you're done with it. Um, so I think it's a very positive sign. A couple other moves, though, you know, Slay kind of overwhelmed everything, but Fletch is back. Miles mm -hmm. is gone. No surprise, Miles. I think Miles got a nice little deal in Carolina. Um, uh, I'm surprised it went that high. And Fletch, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate because I think Fletcher should be back, number one. I There's a lot of people who don't think he should be back. I think he should be back. But I will say this. You mentioned Slay, 32. We know Jason Kelsey. He can do whatever he wants, but he's 35. Brandon's 35. Uh, Fletch is 32. Eagles are bringing back some old players. Um mm -hmm. uh, at some point, there's going to be a tipping point. Hopefully, it doesn't happen at once. Does that concern you? And on the other hand, they bring in Rashad Penny, and everybody's really excited. Low, low risk, high reward deal. But that guy's never on the field, and you just gave up a 1,300 yard back with 11 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to unpack with all that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but no, that's okay. That's okay. We got time. So <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so I, I look at kind of Fletch, you know, the same way with BG and and Kelsey. I mean, you know, these guys have been Eagles for over a decade. You know, probably among the all-time greatest Eagles players ever. And and 
I'm actually kind of surprised Fletch came back. I, I thought he might take like a bigger contract somewhere else. Um, but you know, the fact that he's coming back, it's like one year, 10 million. I mean, that's kind of a pay cut from last year. You know, that seems about right. I mean, you know, Brandon Graham, one year, 6 million. So yeah, they're kind of running it back with, with older guys, but like, these are also guys who weren't playing as much last year. I mean, it was kind of, you know, the, the amount of plays was kind of designed around the fact that these guys aren't 27, 28 years old in the prime of their career. You know, it's still kind of concerning at defensive tackle because, you know, Fletch is going to be a key piece of that rotation right now because the only other guys on the roster are, are, are Jordan Davis, you know, Milton Williams and Marlon Tui Peloto. Um, you know, they might have to, you know, sign somebody else. They're probably going to have to draft somebody. Um, so, you know, Fletch might have to play more than he did last year. They might have to rely on him more than they did last year because they don't have, obviously, Javon Hargrave next to him. But, you know, if Jordan Davis is a first-round draft pick, he's supposed to pick up that slack. So we'll find out pretty quickly if that's going to be the case. I mean, you know, BG at defensive end, I think he played like 43% of the snaps last year. So, I mean, that's probably going to be about the same. I mean, they still have a pretty deep rotation there with uh, uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, uh, BG, and, you know, Derek Barnett's coming back. I know. Oh, don't say that to Jody. You're going to get the cartwheels about that. But, you know, the guy's under contract and, uh, you know, as long as he doesn't commit like dumb penalties and everything, you know, he's, He's a rotational player. I mean, he's got a role. Yeah, I agree. Team. I agree with that. I didn't have a problem with them bringing him back as a rotational player, but then he got hurt. So, yeah. um, um, I, you know, I think it's tough because he was a first-round pick here. Like, I think if he went to another team and they said, hey, this is a rotational player, you'd say, well, that's not bad. But yeah. because he was a first-round pick here, the expectations overwhelm it. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I mean, you know, Josh Sweat was a fourth round pick and, you know, up in, you know, his first couple of years, he didn't do a whole lot. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, well, it was a fourth round pick, not a big deal. And then he breaks out and you're like, oh, wow, this is a great pick. So, you know, there's a role for all these guys. Um, and then getting back to the running back situation, you know, with Penny and everything. Yeah, he he hasn't played more than 10 games in any season since his rookie year of 2017 he played five games last year i believe but he averages like he averaged 6.1 yards a carry last year and he's averaged 5.7 yards per carry for his career so like imagine how effective he could be with jalen hurts as a plus one guy you know in the run game you know all of a sudden all those holes that were there for miles sanders well they should be there for rashad penny so you know, as long as the guy can stay healthy, I mean, he could have a pretty big year and, you know, a one-year prove-it deal, and he proves it, he might get another deal after that. I mean, maybe not with the Eagles because they don't pay for running backs, but I think it's a win-win for both him and the Eagles. I mean, he just has to stay healthy. I mean, that's obviously been a big problem. But if not, I mean, Boston Scott's back. You know, they like Kenny Gainwell. He had a bigger role um, towards the end of the year and into the playoffs. You know, Trey Sermon's still on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a guy who was a third-round pick of the 49ers. And, you know, it's they have depth. So, you know, maybe they can run it back. And, and also, 
I wouldn't be. I still wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody early, a running back. You know, one of their... I'm with you. I think they're. I think the lead back is not here yet. I think he's going to be found in the draft in the middle rounds, and the Eagles don't even have a pick there yet. But they will get a pick there, um, and it's a very deep draft for running backs. I'm told. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel Jeremiah said that. A couple other scouts told me that. So. You know, you, you try to replicate the Chiefs and Isaiah Pacheco. And I don't think it has to be the seventh round. It could be fourth, right. fifth, sixth when they get uh, – when Howie deals down, which I think he will. Yeah, yeah I, I see that too, sure. Yeah, you guys uh, somehow trying to justify Derek Bourne. That's a good contract. He's got dummy years till 2028. Oh, yeah, that was a great deal by Howie Rowe. That's his friggin' hey, swing Don't criticize Howie today, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I am because it's a bad deal. He doesn't get a pass. <laughs> you and I just discussed this yesterday. You can point out Howie's I very know. small I'm joking, Jody. I'm mistakes. Joking. He doesn't make them often, but he doesn't get a free pass either. And Derek Barnett is it. He, that, that, that's all there is to it. If I don't, I don't care if Derek Barnett comes back and gets, let's pick a reasonable number. Six sacks? Is that reasonable for a guy? So you called him a rotational right. player. Well, do, do you want to set the over-under on tackles and or uh, sacks for Derek Barnett this year? What would be acceptable yeah, for a five million dollar you know year player? I'm not, I'm 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 not a stat guy. I I mean, is he going to be an effective rotational player? I I mean, the torn ACL complicates things. First of all, we have to see if he's healthy. Um, number one, um, will I think if he's healthy? Do I think he's a good fourth defensive end in the NFL? Yeah, I do. I think you know, but the problem is he was supposed to be a star pass rusher. Now, if that's the expectation, if that's the scale, yeah, he stinks. But if, if the scale is, is readjusted and say, is he a good fourth defensive end in the NFL? I think he's a good fourth defensive end. Right. Yeah, you and I disagree. It uh, doesn't matter where he was drafted, who drafted, where, just his salary and the amount of snaps that he gets, he will not live up to a $5 million a year contract. Just purely judging him on that, not – expectation you'd, you'd wash all those out just for what he was signed for at the age he was at uh, last year and i know it's kind of bad luck but it is what it is don't take a snap that's a fail and this is going to be a fail again this year but sorry i just uh, people try and make excuses for Derek barnett now he wrote and, and i i just I, I, the facts are the facts and they just don't hold up uh the fact is that fletcher cox is coming back He's going to get paid. He's going to be part of that defensive rotation. When are we going to know about CJ, GJ? Uh, both John and I thought that it could happen. It was a very busy Eagle day and had nothing well, to do with it. Was going to happen Gardner Johnson. Yeah, when, yeah. When do you think this does play itself out? I mean, at the, at this point, it, it might go in the next week. I mean, you know, maybe CJ is still kind of like seeing if anybody's going to make it any kind of offer. I mean, basically he knows CJ knows what the Eagles are willing to go up to at the max. And he's, and he's probably just waiting to see if anybody else is going to like, you know, blow that out of the water. And if, and if they do, you know, he'll go. And if not, he'll stay. But I mean, at some point he's, he's going to make a decision. It'll probably if it's not like by the end, by tomorrow, then maybe like early next week. I mean, I don't think he's going to, drag it out for months and months because the longer he drags it out, you know, the less his offer it, you know, the less 
less yeah, good. Everybody's got a budget. Everybody's got yeah. a budget. I mean, and, you know, uh, at some point the Eagles, you know, say, well, look, you're not getting any offers. Here's our offer. Take it or leave it, or we're going to move on with someone else. You know, well, I hope I mean, Chauncey's not. Remember when visits were a big thing in free agency? Remember when when oh, guys yeah. would actually go to the facility and it was all, oh, you, you can't let them out of the building. Now it's the exact opposite. Either yes. you sign right away or you got to take visits. And if you got to take visits, that's a bad sign. I hope CJ doesn't have to take visits because that is a very, very bad sign. But I don't think he will. Um, I think he's going to sign for like under $10 million now. I'm under really? $10 million. I'm under wow. $10 million. I think the Eagles might get him back at $8, 9000000 million. And if not, Denver might sign him for eleven. That's my that's my high end. I'm just going out on a limb. But you know, when you're not taken off the board quickly, as you mentioned, you don't get that splash deal, Martin. It's difficult. Um, speaking of splash deals, though, that's where I want to take you next. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. And that's not even the point. Jalen hurts. But I want to ask you. When the Eagles, it seems like when the Eagles get somebody back, they always mention Jalen Hurts at some mm-hmm. point, even defensive players. You know, Jason Kelsey mentioned it, obvious, you know. He was on the Rich Eisen show. He thinks the Eagles are going to be a contender as long as Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. It's amazing how things have changed when it comes to Jalen Hurts. But how important is he to getting these guys back, do you think? Oh. Yeah, crucial. I mean, I, I don't think these guys are coming back if Jalen Hurts isn't the quarterback, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, Kelsey could have retired any time in the previous two years, and he didn't because of, because of Hurts. I mean, you know, if he doesn't believe in the quarterback, if he doesn't believe in their chances, you know, to go far with him, then, you know, the guy's made a ton of money. He doesn't need to keep playing. I mean, the fact that Brandon Graham mentioned it, I think, when, when he decided to come back, you know, Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, he gives them the best chance to win. You look at it as kind of like Mahomes with the Chiefs. I mean, you know, you got to pay him, um, and the Chiefs did, and, and they found a way to keep, like, a lot of their core veterans because they believe in Mahomes, and, he, and they believe Mahomes gives them the best chance to get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, you kind of fill in the blanks with with young guys. You know, you draft well. You know, you sign low-cost guys. I mean, the Eagles are, are following the Kansas City Chiefs playbook on how to, you know, keep winning with an expensive quarterback. And, you know, the fact that, you know, guys like BG and Kelsey and I would, uh, I would assume Fletcher Cox is in the same boat are coming back, it's because of Jalen Hurts. And, you know, they have the best chance to go out in their careers – with another Super Bowl because of him. And, and I think that's a huge, huge reason why a lot of these guys are coming back because of Jalen Hurts. And he'll get paid, and the Eagles, how he will find a way to fit, make it all fit under the salary cap. I mean, the fact that, you know, they want to sign Hurts to a deal this offseason helps them in that regard because then you could space out the signing bonus beginning this year when his salary cap hit is four point eight million, you know, you add like ten or fifteen million to that, and that still makes him incredibly affordable this year for a top quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, 
I think it'll get done. It's just a question of when. And, you know, I think a lot of these guys want to run it back with Hertz because he's the quarterback and he's going to be entrenched for many years to come. All right. So if we're all confident that Jalen Hurts will not only be here, but sign to a contract extension, I hope he plays all 17 games. Because right now, Ian Book is the backup quarterback and the guy who will be stepping in if Jalen Hurts misses a handful of games this year. You got confidence in Ian Book there, uh, Martin Frank? Uh, I think the backup quarterback is not yet on the roster. Oh, come on. <laughs> come but, on, um, Ian Book. You gave Trey Sermon. Come on, the, the the sermon from the book of Job. You got to give them all credit. <laughs> exactly. You got to keep the, I mean, they'll keep him as a third quarterback. I don't see why they wouldn't. But, um, you know, uh, it's the quarterback market is still kind of like shift, sifting its way back down to earth and everything. You know, there are a lot of guys out there. I mean, who knows? Maybe even Minshew comes back if no one's going to give him a chance to start. I'm, uh, yeah, Jacoby know. Brissett, that was a tough one. Yeah, but he was always was... going to, you know, uh, and he's he got, got a, a chance money, to though. start there. I mean, let's yeah, be and he honest. got a lot of money, and the Eagles weren't going to pay that for a backup quarterback. So, no, but no. that's that's the going rate now. You want a guy who started in the league before? Jarrett Stidham's getting ten million per Martin. If it's not going to be ten million dollars, it's going to be Ian Book. Possibly. I mean, you know. I mean, how many – Chad Henney's been uh, Mahomes' backup quarterback for how long, you know, up until he just retired. So, you know, if you got to stay out. And, and, I mean, and never it. forget the trade market with Howie Roseman. Never forget the trade market because look what they did with Gardner Minshew. He might identify a, a, a quarterback that maybe is not uh, – they liked in the draft, is still on his rookie deal and go that route, um, you know, there's ways of doing it. And and Howie proves that every year and everybody seems to forget, <laughs> you know, whether it's Bradbury in June, CJ, August 30th, Linball Joseph in November. They traded for Gardner Minshew on mm -hmm. a rookie deal. Who's to say they can't do it again to get a backup quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Howie, Howie calls like player acquisition – acquisition season goes from yeah. like you know march 15th all the way until the trade deadline at the end of october so yeah i mean he'll find a way i mean he's not going to spend a lot of money on a backup quarterback but he'll find one somewhere it'll be interesting to see who that is all right uh we touched on a pre-play i just want to get uh a second opinion on miles sanders going to carolina um uh, I'm a Miles guy. I'm a fan. He had a it's career year this year. Um, his contract is fair market value. I don't think he got overpaid. I don't think he uh, had to, to compromise tremendous amount to get the deal that he got from Carolina. And yeah, the Eagles brought in Rashad Penny, who's a big play guy who can't make big plays when he's sitting on the sidelines, not dressed. Uh, so there's an upside and a downside to both. You don't think there's any way that Rashad Penny's going to put up better numbers here in Philadelphia than uh, Miles is down in Carolina, do you? Uh, better? Probably not, but good enough. I mean, you know, if he gets anywhere from 800 to 1,000 yards, I mean, I think anybody would be pretty happy with that. 800 um, to 1,000? Martin, he's never gotten that in five years in the league. 
Oh, he's never played like you know more than ten games. I think he had like seven hundred one year. Yeah, seven hundred. Is the uh, food something. better here in Philadelphia? I always thought yeah. the food was good in Seattle. Keep you healthy. All that fish you eat up there. Yeah. What What makes you think he's going to stay more healthy here than he's been for five years in Seattle? Well, I mean that's that's a gamble they're taking. I, I can't guarantee you that he will, but you know if he does, I mean he should have a pretty pretty good year. And I think, you know, it's a low risk, high reward type of type type of deal. And you know, like we were saying earlier, if they draft a running back, I mean, they could always sprinkle him in. You know, they can go with Gainwell. They can go with Boston Scott. It, it's going to be more – I can see it being more of a rotation this year running back than it was in the past few years with Miles Sanders. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a Miles Sanders fan as well. I mean, I thought he had a great year last year, and I think a lot of the reason why the Eagles were as good as they were is because, you know – the other team couldn't focus on just trying to stop Jalen Hurts. And when they did, you know, here's Miles Sanders running for 140 yards in a game and stuff like that. So um, there'll be plenty of opportunities for running backs to get carries. And I think, I think a lot of the load will be split more, you know, distributed more evenly than it was in the past couple of years with Miles Sanders. So, you know, if he gets 800 to a thousand yards and is healthy, the entire season i'm gonna hold you to that 800 to a thousand martin that's the second <laughs> time right. you've gotten there now all right i'll you know take what? the i'll take the well here's i'm, I'm, I'm gonna right I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna help uh martin out because we were joking on twitter my second Moneyball reference of the day i'm gonna go Moneyball on you uh jody so mm -hmm. miles had 1269 kenny had 240 uh boston had 217 so do the math of that. That's what you're trying to replace. You're not trying to replace the player. Mm. You're trying right. to replace right. that production. Jason um, Giambi with Scott Hatterberg. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, now, can they do it uh, on the cheap? That, to me, is a larger question. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring in linebacker as well, um, Martin. Because Miles is a good player. Not a great player, but he's a good player. Uh, TJ's a, a good player, not a great player, but a good player. Kaiser, capable. I'm going to use the adjective. Um, the Eagles are going to go cheap uh, on, on on both positions. Generally, I think their discipline is a a trait that serves them well. But sometimes I think they're too disciplined, um, especially at positions they don't value. Um, agree with that or disagree with that? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I mean, you know, like you mentioned with, with, you know, the amount of yards that they have to distribute among the running backs. I mean, yeah, it could not work out well, but you also have that wild card in Jalen Hurts. And it's the same kind of thing with linebackers. I mean, yeah, you want, basically you want them to make the tackles. So like, you know, if if the defensive line is doing its job and putting pressure on the quarterback, you know, you want the linebackers to be able to step up and make the play. And, you know, T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White did a, did a good job with that last year. And N'Kobe Dean and whoever else is playing the other linebacker spot, which, you know, that still has to be determined. I mean, they're going to have to fill that role. And it's not a huge role, but it's an important one. And you know, if the Eagles can find a way to make it work, then, you know, they won't have a big drop off from losing TJ Edwards and Kaiser White, 
because you know their linebacker system is kind of <laughs> it's kind of one where you know you, you just want to fill the gaps you, you know they don't have to like make all these crazy plays or anything like that they just have to do their job and but martin kind of with- and let me let me throw in because you know as a delaware guy you know the names paul warlow i'll start with yeah um eric wilson lj boards um who cory nelson uh, I'm probably forgetting a few. They they tried this a bunch of years where it did Stephen Tullock. Remember they brought in Stephen, uh, Jim Swartz guy. Um, they've tried this a bunch. There was a guy who retired too, right? Um, what was his name? Oh, they well, Stephen was older. Stephen didn't it was, retire. It though, was did it was like the COVID year, maybe. Uh, I'm 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 losing it. I don't know who you're referring to, Mark. Um, but either way, people say, "Well, you can just replace TJ and Kaiser." Even Alex Singleton, who got a nice little deal in Denver uh, when they Mm -hmm. moved on from him, um, they've missed a lot when they tried this route. They've missed more than they've hit at linebacker. Um. You know, the one time they went out and got a half-decent free agent was probably Nigel Bradham, and that worked. That pretty much worked. And they had a good draft pick with Jordan Hicks, and that worked for a few years while he was healthy. Um, But they missed when they tried the Kaiser-White route more than they've hit. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think they've learned from that. Yeah, I mean – you know, when you look, I, I, I see what you're saying, obviously. I mean, you know, obviously they're putting a lot of trust in N'Kobe Dean because, you know, they believe he's going to be the main guy. Um, but, you know, they just don't put a lot of trust or they don't put a lot of um, emphasis on the linebackers. They just want them to be able to do a job. And, you know, if they can, I mean, is it the end of the world? I mean, you know, maybe you use a third, you know, you use a safety more in that kind of role, like a hybrid type of safety, which, you know, teams are doing more and more anyway. I mean, you know, you put in your dime package. A lot of times you only have one linebacker on the field anyway, um, you know, and, and our team's going to like run it down their throats when they do that. I mean, it's a possibility, but then, you know, you got to have guys like Jordan Davis in the middle to stop the run. So, you know, they're, they're, I mean, it, all this stuff that they're doing, I mean, there could be some risk involved. I mean, they just have to, you know, they have to put a lot of trust in their young guys that they drafted to fill the roles. And if, if they can, then great, they should still be a good defense. And if not, then, you know, they're going to have to like try something else next year because, you know, that's kind of how they're building the defense. I mean, you know, they want to get after the pass rusher like they did last year and they have a lot of those guys back, and they want to be able to cover, you know, receivers in the secondary, and they have a lot of those guys back. So, you know, you just have to, with everything else, you just have to fill it in, plug it in somehow, and and make it work. All right, last one for me, Martin. Eagles' best free agents still sitting out there, guys who were eligible for free agency, lost some, retained others, is CJGJ, and uh, we'll see if today is the day that something actually gets done. But we almost never talk about Isaac Samalu. And he's a 
favorite of the offensive line coach always speaks highly of them. No, they've got Cam Jurgens, who they believe is ready to be plugged in and played. Um, but Isaac is a, is a, has been a very important piece to the best offensive line in football for a couple of years. Does it have to be a one-year deal to bring Isaac back to keep flexibility? Is he going to get a multi-year deal? Another name that I haven't seen a lot of rumors attached to as to where he may be landing. What's going to happen with Isaac Samalu? I don't see him coming back. I mean, I, I think they really want want Jurgens to we, play. We didn't we didn't see uh, Bradbury coming back either. <laughs> True, but I mean, I would I would be surprised if if they brought him back because I I can't see. I mean, I can't see how they want to sit sit Jurgens for another year. I mean, I just you know. He's I the figured... heir apparent, Martin. He's the sixteenth heir apparent to Jason Kelsey at last count. Uh, they keep going through these guys. Oh, Isaac, Isaac like, was supposed to be like the two of their, like Landon Dickerson was supposed to be one, and he's like an all-pro left guard. Yeah. So that's out. Yeah. Isaac um, was supposed to be the heir apparent. The first, Isaac, yes. Isaac is going to retire before they actually need the heir apparent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see Isaac being back. I mean, you know, he's he was a great right guard. He did a great job. You know, he, he was a really good left guard before that, and you know, I just don't think they're going to pay that kind of money when they have Jurgens. And, you know, if you're trying to fit in everybody else, I mean, something's got to give, you know, and, and I think, I think Isaac's going to get a decent deal somewhere else. I mean, you look at, you know, Chris Lidstrom, you know, with the Falcons getting like 20 more, 21 million a year, you know, he's a guard and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Isaac's going to get nearly that, that amount, but I mean, He's going to get something, and I think it's going to be more than the Eagles are going to be are willing to pay. Yeah, I you know when they have injury, a guy like Jurgens ready to step in. I thought Isaac would be a day one guy too, to be honest. But I think yeah. that injury hurt him. Uh, you know, that was a really significant injury, so teams are probably concerned about his long term viability. That's just a guess because he played really well last year, really yeah. well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and and like. Andre Dillard got twenty nine million for three years. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're not telling me that Isaac Samalo is going to he's going to get more than that, or I don't think so. Left tackle, left tackles are you know that's a premium position, so that's a bargain at left tackle. If he turns out to be a starter, whereas guards, you know, you mentioned Lindstrom, but he's top of the market. Yeah, Um, Nate Davis. I thought he'd go to Chicago. That's where I thought Isaac would go because they have so much money and they signed Nate Davis instead. I think that was a bad sign, but we'll see. Hopefully Isaac uh, can get a good deal. I don't think he'll, he'll be back as Martin said Uh, at M Frank NFL. um, You can follow him there on Twitter, Delaware online.com, the Delaware news journal. uh, One of the best in the business. Our old friend Martin Frank. Uh, what movie are you going to watch today, Martin? <laughs> Might watch Moneyball again. All right, get some more lines. You can't go wrong with Moneyball. And, you know, I keep wrong. thinking, like, you know, they let Giambi go. They let Isringhausen go. Well, know. it was funny because we're joking. The New York Yankees of all players, <laughs> of all teams, don't pay for Wi-Fi on their flights for their players, which harkened back to Moneyball when the players had to buy their own soda 
uh, because the A's were so cheap. Uh, yeah. The New York Yankees aren't buying Wi-Fi for their players. Yeah. That's all. But, but that's like always been the big flaw with Moneyball is like, you know, they mentioned all these like, you know, unheralded guys, but they still had a great pitching staff. Just like, oh, you know, they had the great Eagles players. Have a great, great offense. Players, yeah. Yeah. You know, they and they didn't win, by the way. They didn't win. They didn't win. Yeah, but they got to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. You know, they won 103 games or something. They had a very good team. They had a very good team. But it's funny. They they ignored all their great players, all their great pitches, as you mentioned. They talk about Scott Hatterberg in the movie. There were some more important players. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Tejada was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Eric Chavez. Chavez, Um, yeah. Great pitching staff, you know. Yeah. A lot of really good guys. So, but it was all Scott Hatterberg. We'll see if Howie's got the Moneyball moves up his sleeves here to get himself to backup quarterback. Martin, good stuff. Always a pleasure, bud. Appreciate it. We'll get you back on in a couple of weeks. Thanks much for jumping in today. All right, always a pleasure. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, Martin. Martin Frank from uh, Delaware News Journal here with us on Birds Three Sixty Five. Coming up next hour, we're gonna have. D-Gun, that's right. For those of you who have been uh, forlorn without the sports take this week, those guys got a uh, little respite. The Mac and Mac guys on Birds 365 did a couple of weeks back. Sports take guys get a little bit of a break. But then, why? We can't. Uh, Eagles making all these massive moves. We don't hear from D-Gun. Hell no. We're going to hear from him coming up in about, oh, 25 minutes from now. Right here with us on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. Jody Mac, Johnny Mac, stick around for another hour. Um, and B Gun, Derek Gun, going to jump in with us in less than 20 minutes from now. Um, I'm seeing some comments here on our stream. Always appreciate when you guys do comment. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to go ahead and hit the like button, which uh, we need to. What do we call it again? To improve our what? Algorithm. Algorithm. Got to like, share, and subscribe. I still don't understand all that stuff, but uh, if if you be so kind, if you're a fan of the show, please hit the like button. Um, I give you one guy who hits the like button often, and that's uh, Jeff Stoughton and Isaac Samalu. Uh, a bunch of our comments here. Isaac's a guard. That's about it. Isaac is good because he plays between Jason Kelsey and uh Lane Johnson and that uh, McMullen and McDonald could do it if you got plugged in there. <laughs> no. what, what, what are Jeff Stoutland's evaluations of Isaac Zamalu? Yeah, he, he loves Isaac, um, loves him. I mean, everybody loves him. Jason Kelsey. Well, not everybody, because I'm telling you, I'm reporting. You, well, you I, 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 I'm, 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 Isaac Samalu, according to some of our streamers, is yeah, a guy. It, it is what that's it is. how they're described. Let me let so me not tell everybody you. loves Isaac Samalu. Let me tell you something about bands. If ever something, when Slay said goodbye, and even his wife said this on Twitter, the turn started immediately. The Eagles didn't even have to do it. Oh, he's a declining player. He wasn't that good. He had a bad second half. Bradbury's better. Yada, 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 yada. Eagles don't think that. Never thought that. Um, They know how good he is. But the turn started immediately. Um, You know, when you're out the door, you're yesterday's news. And that's the case with Isaac Samal. He had a great season. I said at the end of the year, Isaac was the pro bowler. Landon should have been the alternate. Landon's great. Landon's going to be better long term. But, you know, he's still a young player. Um, does some things tremendously. Very powerful. Very good run blocker. But consistency from play to play. Isaac was better last year. Um, you know, he's got injury concerns. He's older. Um, but Kelsey raves about him. Lane raves about him. Uh, Stoutland can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, that's just wrong. That's just, just wrong. It, it, and and I, I believe the people believe what they believe, but they wait till the guy's gone to voice their opinion that he's just a guy and he lives off the man to his left and his man to his left. No, no, nobody says that while he's still under contract as an eagle. But as oh, soon yeah. as he's and a by the agent, way, he's probably relocating. There's some, a, he's a guy. 
there's some frightened people out there because Jennifer Slay took screenshots of all the people taking shots of her at her husband a, after he was going to leave uh, for the six hours. I, in some ways, I think Slay was trolling people to see uh, who would turn, and a bunch of people turned pretty quickly. Oh yeah, uh, I I try and stick to my opinions, whether they are eagles or become ex eagles. I try not to do the flip flop thing. Um, and as noted earlier in the show, not a Derek Barnett fan. He's still yeah, there. That, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we yeah, know we, that. The, the yeah. facts are facts when it comes to Derek Barnett. Don't care whether he's in an eagle uniform or not. He's a bad re-signed by Howie Roseman. Um, so uh, the backup quarterback position, Johnny Mack, you were pretty strong, and Jacoby Brissett was the guy that the coach flat out loves him. He well, can't get himself yeah. enough, Jacoby now, Brissett. Run, well, no, he's, he's going to be right down the turnpike playing for the Washington Commanders next year. What happened? Has Nick got not no, got the no, juice? No, no, If you run it back, and people can watch us on demand on the YouTube channel, I said if budget wasn't an issue, Nick Sirianni would like Jacoby Brissett. I always thought he was going elsewhere. He was going to make too much money, and he was probably going to get a chance to compete, which he which happened, and he wasn't going to get a chance to compete here. I thought he'd sign in either Tampa Bay or Washington, where he'd get a chance to at least compete uh, for the starting job. I said if budget was no issue, and it always is, the guy he would like to be the backup quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. I never thought it was realistic. Um, just I know how much Nick loves him. Um, he never stops talking about it. I mean, he loves the guy as a player and would love to have him as a backup quarterback. But that was pie in the sky. That was always pie in the sky. And unfortunately, he landed in the division or Fortunately, he's not a great starting quarterback. I mean, he'll probably beat out Sam Howell, I, I would think. Uh, maybe Ed Kratz doesn't think so, but I would think he would win that job unless they go in a different direction. And he's, 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 he, he would have been a great backup, but way too expensive. Right. And then, therefore, you have to find yourself a backup quarterback. If price is going to be a major factor, that you've got your amounts that you'll pay per positions around the uh, roster, uh, are they going to pay anything for a backup quarterback? Are they going to just make Ian Book their backup quarterback? Who is the quarterback who, when the chairs, they're playing musical chairs, is still standing and doesn't have a deal who's going to come in for half of what Jacoby Brissett got and the other $10 million backup quarterbacks who have signed uh, since uh, I, I don't think they an issue in price Joe, Jacoby Brissett out of town. What type of price are we looking at for the Eagles? I do not think they want to pay $10 million for a backup quarterback. So that's why I brought up, how did they get Gardner Minshew? I think that might be a route. Everybody forgets the trade market with Howie. Look, nobody's, um, more apt to make a trade and you know they're probably culling over everybody else's roster and if there's a third string quarterback who's blocked by maybe a veteran backup who's still on his rookie deal and they'd like them in the draft they might go that route um i don't think they're going to go uh quarterback in the draft simply because 
there's like a big dead spot after, you know, the top four, and then you have Hendon Hooker, I guess, and then you have sort of a drop off from there. Um, so I don't think that's viable. But yeah, I mean, there's no Ian Book has not had a training camp yet. I mean, the guy was a fourth round pick. Um, as I said, Tommy Reese is very close to uh, Nick Sirianni. It's probably the reason why he's here, uh, Ian Book. He's going to compete. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I remember him from his days in college. He's, you know, a little bit undersized, to say the least. But he won a lot of games, um, you know, and... You're talking about a backup quarterback. You're not talking about uh, there's there's you can't have a great player at backup quarterback. And if you do, it's going to be very short because you're going to have to flip them and trade them. And that's what the Eagles plan to do with Jalen Hurts back in the day. All right. You know, let's draft them to be the cost effective backup. Maybe he plays well in preseason. Maybe he plays well. Uh, when when Carson Wentz is hurt for a game or two, and then he could flip him for a second round pick or even a first round pick, as the Eagles have done in the past in the Andy Reid era, that was the original plan. Obviously, things went awry, and Jalen Hurts has taken off and become a superstar himself. Ian Buck will get a chance to compete. Maybe he wins the job. Here's here's the one kind of different scenario this year than it was a couple of years when they got Gardner Minshew, which was a really smart move by Howie Roseman for what he gave up to get him here. And I know that he never flipped him and didn't trade him and even upgrade the draft pick that he gave up. So what? He was here. He was a viable backup. Uh, that, that was a good trade by Howie. But he already had Joe Flacco here. They had a backup quarterback at the time Gardner was the third man coming in. So you could afford to do something like that because if Gardner came in, wasn't happy about it, it just didn't work, blah, blah, you move on because you got your backup quarterback already. They don't have that this year, John. So if they're going to go out and redo the Gardner Minshew deal, find someone on someone else's roster who's ready to move away from you, have to give a pickup for, which how he did. And, oh, by the way, I'm trying to remember that year if they had a uh, an excess of picks. They don't this year. They have one less pick. They've got two sevens, two ones, but they've got three open holes in the middle. And we all believe that Howie's going to be able to do some wheeling and dealing come draft day. If you're going to make a trade for a guy, it's going to have to be after the draft again. So you're going to go all the way leading up to the draft without a backup quarterback in place? Well, they traded for Gardner very late. But, I yeah, you, you, you know, with Joe, I mean, they got killed for paying Joe – what the hell was it at the time? I'd have to look it up. Maybe three and a half million. Um, I I don't know. Somewhere in that range. Um, and and they, you know, a lot of people killed him. I know our buddy Jimmy Kemsky, he killed him uh, for that. And, um, you know, the, the 2.8 uh, was uh, the deal. And numbers for backup quarterbacks have exploded, as oh, you yeah. mentioned. Um, I think it's a different landscape. I mean, 2.8 seemed like a lot for an aging quarterback back then. I think if they could get that deal now, they mm -hmm. would have done it already, but they can't. So I think you have to think about it a, a little bit. And even though it was a short time ago, 
that's how drastically things change. You know, do you want Nick Mullins back? You know, he got four million bucks guaranteed. Um, uh, yeah, it's a different landscape. Right, and timing is everything because the longer you wait, the more it comes down. I think it's going to stay inflated, period, because like you just said, Flacco's uh, less than $3 million was questionable just a couple of years ago. Now that would be considered a bargain. Today it would be a massive bargain, but the numbers will come down as we get closer uh, to the to the offseason. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. All right, uh, you and I have only done a couple minutes on Fletcher Cox. One year, $10 million. Last year, Howie wiped the slate clean, released, released him, resigned him, took the cap hit they were supposed to take. Now this year, Fletcher is done at the end of this year. You just get to clear the $10 million off your cap. Uh, no no future years, no spread out signing bonus, at least not what we know so far. Um, Fletcher wasn't a $14 million player last year. It's a good player, solid player, above average player, not a $14 million player. Will he be a $10 million player this year, Johnny Mac? Um, I don't know, but they need him. I'll say that. I mean, uh, you know, it's, again, you, you can get too caught up in valuation mm-hmm. at times. You know, from fans' perspective, I always say, it's not your money. Don't worry about it. Once it's done, you know, work on the deals. He's important for this team at this spot because they lost Javon Hargrave. You can't lose them both said that from the start i mean it's fine in the off season yeah but they they, they lost uh well they haven't lost the other safety yet will you say the same at safety and yeah you can't there. lose them both i said that about safety cornerback and uh linebacker well, and they, they lost, lost both, both linebackers, linebackers and defensive tackle um and i think it's a mistake what they did at linebacker i've been pretty honest about that and we'll see how things shake out um but you lose, you know, the off season. I call now. I call it because I I think it was just so funny, you know. Um, I hate to pick on these guys, but Kerry Vincent, Mac McCain, Tay Gowan, and Zach McPherson, who's still here. <clears throat> you know, you go back to uh, the off season, and and they were just talking those guys up. We love our young cornerbacks. Oh, we, yeah. love we love them. 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 They're going to be great players. They're going to be great players. They're going to be great players. Zach's the only one here, uh, and he's a good special teams player. They had never any intention of playing anybody opposite Darius Slay of that group, um, and that obviously was borne out over consecutive years, you know, with Steve Nelson before that and and obviously Bradbury. Um, you know, you could talk about Marlon Tui Pelo too. You could talk about Marvin Wilson if you want to go down that far on the depth chart. Is Even he still the, on the practice spot? <clears throat> yeah, he signed a futures deal. So he he's back. Yeah. Um, even higher profile guys like like Cam uh Cherigans and 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 Jordan Davis obviously as a first round and Nicobe Dean. I mean that's a lot of uncertainty to be counting on for a team that again figures to be a contender, especially in the NFC, that is a lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty. And you know if, if 
you lose one, and I thought they would lose Javon, you got to bring Fletcher back. You lose one, I thought they were going to lose Bradbury, you got to bring Slay back. Ultimately, they're getting them both. You lose one, if you lose TJ, you got to bring Kaiser back. They didn't. Uh, if you lose uh, CJ, you got to bring Epps back. They didn't. So they better get CJ back. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be difficult sledding at certain positions. And I think it's going to be really difficult sledding at linebacker, at least early on. Hopefully, N'Kobe Dean develops uh, quickly. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's certain things I don't agree with. I don't agree. Same with you. I don't agree with everything they do. Uh, for the most part, I think they make smart decisions. I think they made a poor decision at linebacker to let go of both of those guys. And one of the things that scares me about linebacker is the track record is not only with their free agent moves, but certainly in the draft, they don't put a lot of stock in linebacker value in the draft either. So if I mm -hmm. thought that there was going to be a linebacker that they get with there, either the 30th pick, the late first rounder or the second. And again, there's a good chance that how he will move and change those positions in the draft. But I just, they, they have no reason to believe that they'll take a linebacker who can plug and play this upcoming year because they just haven't. The, the Howie record, Howie Roseman track record is what it is. And if they're not going to find that replacement, via free agency in a more more inexpensive than Kaiser White. Really? You're gonna find a starter for less than Kaiser White? Well we'll see. Uh and or from the draft. Somebody's got to get out there and play linebacker for Yeah, him. exactly. I mean I, I don't know who that is. And, I, I would and, love and to at least have know, a name I could guess with. I don't even have a name I can guess with. You you constantly hear it even with good players like we just were talking about it with Isaac. That's a good player. That's a Pro Bowl alternate player. Oh, they'll replace Isaac Samala. Really? I mean, is Jack Driscoll as good as Isaac? Because he played, um, you know, due to injury. He wasn't nearly as good as Isaac. At linebacker, oh, they'll just replace him. We, we gave you all the names. You forgot Eric Wilson that quickly? You forgot Paul Warlow and LJ Fort and Corey Nelson and Stephen Tullock? it's not just, oh, pick somebody off a tree. These guys were capable. That's the, the adjective I used for Kaiser because he wasn't great, but he was capable. He was capable. Those guys weren't capable. All right. I've, I've seen a couple of guys on the stream mention this today. Isaac Samalo, just the guy. Well, if he's just the guy, Who's going to be playing linebacker for the Eagles? A less than a guy? He's a half a guy? He's a quarter of a guy? If Isaac is that level, just a guy, there's no guarantee. But, but, but that's incredible disrespect for Isaac, who really is a is. really, really good player. Kaiser White, if you want to use the JAG term, yeah, he's just a guy. That's you're capable. That, to me, means capable. But there's a lot of not JAGs. There's a lot of below average players. And you saw, if you're an Eagles fan, you've seen a lot. They've tried to plug in at linebacker. You know, Nate Gary wasn't a signing, but he was a draft pick. How'd you like Nate Gary? Because I got a lot of heat for that, for just pointing out the coaching staff liked him. Um, boy, they forget quickly. If uh, Jag is just a guy, 
Is Nag not a guy? Because yeah. he yeah. must have had a couple of those. Not a guy. He's starting linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see what Harry Roseman comes up with. All right. Uh, we're going to take quickie time out here. And then we're doing, he's doing us a solid. That's because we're doing you a solid. Everybody wants to know what the hell Derek Hunt thinks. He's not uh, on his usual forum this week with uh, sports take, taking a little downtime. God bless him. Oh, we're putting D Gun to work. He's coming in, joining us next. Derek Gun on Birds 365. Stay here. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Mac, Johnny Mac, had a, a key addition to the roster today. Um, we listened to him during the afternoons on Sports Take, find out what his opinions on the Eagles are, because he's only been covering them for years, and he didn't get to share them these last couple of days. Glad he gets to do just that with us here on Birds 365, Mr. Derek Gunn. 
D-Gun chomping at the bit to get on with us here today with the fact that the Eagles have done as much good, bad, and indifferent these last couple of days as free agencies kicked in? D-Gun, you're muted. See, that's what happens when you get a yeah. <laughs> Thank you a couple days baby. off. You forget to turn on the yeah. microphone. You forget all the basics, man. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, that's funny. You look forward to getting some time off just to clear your mind and to get away from. As much as we love doing what we do, you know, we yeah. all like to get away. Um, and for me, getting away this week is catching up in an abundance of honey-do lists. Like I'm just finishing up painting woodwork trimming around the kitchen floors and mm. and i've just last night i painted three doors near the um, kitchen area garage door area so i got to go back and touch those up spending more time with the grandkids and stuff like that nice. but then when you see all this activity all this feeding frenzy which is which is what the first day of free agency is all about you get to you get start chomping at the bit you want to talk to somebody you talk to your wife and she's like okay oh okay <laughs> i'm like you don't understand here what's going on <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, you yeah, have the yeah. same yeah. life as me, Derek. I, I had to go back to work to get some rest. I had so much stuff to. <laughs> I know, man. And to, I'm still. To, I'm not going to catch up. Dude. I'm not going to catch up with everything. Yeah. But just to get a few, few of the minor things out of the way, you know. And you're right. When you get back to work, John. Oh, honey, I wish I could do it, but I, I got show to do. <laughs> much stuff you know? to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, get some rest. But uh, mm-hmm. we didn't get any rest yesterday because of Darius yeah. Slay. So. Oh I mean, that was crazy. Complete 180. I mean, he said goodbye to Philadelphia. Yeah. He and his wife, Jennifer, said goodbye. Um, they, they, they were going to be released. Uh, Dar- uh, Darius was going to be released. All of a yep. sudden, you have this turnaround. You know you know how things work. Dar- yeah. Darius is going to kill me. Slay is um, still a Pro Bowl-level player. And right. when you're a star player, you never want to go into that lame duck year of your contract. You want right. the extension. Right. You want the guaranteed money. All the guaranteed money was done on his deal. The Eagles, on the other hand, needed to get the cap number down. So you have these loggerheads. And ultimately, it looks like Slay said, you know what? At least I like it here. This is a contender. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. the Eagles are going to be good again. My wife loves it here. That's a big part of it. Um, he just did a 180. Is there any other way to explain this? No. Um, and, and as I reported yesterday, John, initially he wanted uh, three years guaranteed. Yeah. Well, that's not that's bad business for a guy who's 32, you know. Yeah. And, and let's face it, he played well in the first half of last season. but and, and there were games when people didn't throw at him, so we have to take that into consideration. But in the bigger moments, he didn't play that well. You know, it's it's and, and Howie is not one to shy away from spending money, but how he spends money wisely, it was not it would not be a wise investment to spend that kind of money on a guy 32. He would be 33, 34, 35. As we know, this is a t- time in a, in a player's life, especially a cornerback, where you start to see a decline to a certain degree. So he backed off and I believe they ended up with a two year deal. Uh, for substantially less money. On top of that, he wanted a lot more money than what the Eagles were willing to pay. And the Eagles were never going to comply with his wishes in that regard, in terms of uh, giving him a lot more money. So they came to a meeting of the minds. And, John, you're right. A lot of times when players start looking at the abundance of dollars that are out there, you figure most of those teams that have that kind of cash to spend are teams that are in a rebuilding mode. You know, they're not the creme de la creme of the teams uh, that are – 
close or have been to a Super Bowl or deep in the playoffs. And when you're at the stage of your career, you don't want to be a part of a reclamation project. You know, yeah. Houston, Houston looks appealing to a lot of people, but they don't have a quarterback. They got a whole new coaching staff down there. Uh, they're going to get younger a lot quicker. Uh, you look at some of the other teams around the league, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta's one of those teams. We don't know which way that team's going to go. Arizona, we don't know what that team is. So while money out there can be appealing, players get to a certain point. They want another shot at that brass ring. And let's face it, what happened to this Eagles team in the Super Bowl left a bad taste in a lot of, the, a lot of their mouths. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we thought this was going to be a completely different-looking defense. Now the defense is not looking so bad right now. Who's going to be coaching up Darius Slay and James Bradbury? And if he returns, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, they they moved on from their uh, defensive back coach, didn't get the uh, D.C. Yeah. position, so he took his act to Baltimore. Um, what do you think Sean Desai is planning as far as positional coach for the DBs goes? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they've already named a new DB coach, if if I'm not correct. Well, they named a nickel coach, so it looks okay, like nickel. they're going to go okay. more specialized. Uh, okay. A local uh, played yep. at Westchester, yep. uh, got some Temple background as well. Rennell, I think it's – I forget. I don't want to say. Yeah. Uh, it's Rennell Williams, maybe. I forget, I forget the last name. But I thought it was interesting because um, – I, I haven't seen many just slot specialists. I, I haven't either. I think, you know, it's it's sort of that forward thinking the Eagles are known for. Uh, T.K. McDonald is still here, who was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Denard Wilson's uh, assistant. So maybe they elevate him. Uh, but there's still some shoes to drop uh, when it comes from that standpoint. But, D-Gun, I want to go back to the defense as a whole. I think you're right. Anytime. Look, the Eagles – they might have the best cornerback trio in football when you add Avante Maddox and yep. Nickel. Um, you get Fletcher back. That's nice. But you do have a hole up the middle. They lost yep. Javon Hargrave, who had a tremendous mm-hmm. season. You lose both linebackers, both yep. linebackers. You lose Marcus Epps at safety, who played 99% of the snaps. Absolutely. The only time he came off the field was in blowouts. Um these aren't great players except for Javon, who 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 was one of the best interior pass rushers in football. But they were really, really important for the second mm-hmm. right defense. Are we kind of just glossing over those losses? I, I don't think so, John, because you, you can't pay everybody. You can't keep everybody. And when you're a team that gets to the Super Bowl, whether you win it or lose it, Everybody else is circling like vultures to pick your, your bones clean. And, and that's exactly what has happened to this team in terms of coaching staff and, and key players. But those who departed left behind a young nucleus that already has a year in the system. You have a Jordan Davis. You're going to have to find out now why he was drafted in the first round. Can he be that player that wowed everybody coming out of Georgia. That's why you have a N'Kobe Dean who basically plays that special teams. You didn't have to overuse him because you had Kazir White here. Now it's time for these young men to step up. Now you got to play in a whole new system. Will, will they flourish or fail in this system? We, we don't know. And, and people say, oh, we're going to find out a lot in training camp. No, you're not. You're not going to find it out in OTAs. No. You're not going to find it out in training camp. You're not going to find out in preseason games. We will not be able to form – 
a, an honest and thorough and fair evaluation at least until about a month into the season. There's so many new components that have to be integrated on this defense. You know, and when you when you have a veteran group of guys coming back like the Eagles now do, the coaches coaching staff to a certain degree has to win these guys over. You know, you're looking at highly decorated players like a yeah. Fletcher Cox, a Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. So you've not only got to get used to a new coaching staff, they've got to buy into what you're doing. You know, and that's not an easy thing to do in today's brand brand of football. The components are there for them to have success. How will it mesh? That remains to be seen, and we may not really know until late September, early October. Right, just a quick follow up. I'm sorry, uh, yeah. Jody, because okay. I'm I'm interested in in that uh, part of it. Uh, it is Ronell Williams, by the way, so he's Thank the you. new yep. slot uh, coach. Um, but it, it, the players were very vocal. A lot of them. Slay mm-hmm. was vocal. Uh, he's back now. Marcus Epps is gone. CJ, we'll see if mm-hmm. he comes back. But they all really, really, you know, wanted Denard Wilson mm-hmm. to get that DC job. What What's your thought on on Nick going outside of the building and bringing in Sean Desai? at the risk of losing Denard, because that's what happened. He, he, he left the organization, went down to Baltimore. I, from my perspective, <clears throat> I think Sirianni wanted to go in a different direction with a, a different kind of look on his defense. You know, um, J- John, Jonathan Gannon's defense used to drive me nuts for one reason. When you have that caliber of guys playing on the edges on defense and you're playing five to seven, ten yards off the ball, you're just asking for trouble. And sure enough, we saw that more times than not. I think with those corners, those are guys that are press corners. You look at how Kansas City played with those young cornerbacks. They bumped and run all they ran all day. You know, and they got beat. And you know what? It's 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 a game of, of, of roulette. You win some, you lose some. And they got beat all season long, but they got better at what they did. And I just think with this wealth of talent that the Eagles have, that's the kind of defense they should play. I don't know if that's the size style of defense based on what I've read about him from Chicago. And of course he was just an assistant in Seattle, but I just think uh, Sirianni wanted to go in a different direction. Um, I do believe, I do know for a fact there was some tension between Sirianni and Denard. Um, I don't know this part for a fact, but I believe the way it ended, Denard felt after presenting his case to Sirianni, he felt he had a good shot to move up to be the defensive coordinator as, as Brian Johnson did on the offensive side. When the bottom fell out, you know, it just got a little tense and he basically said, I don't, I don't want to be here, you know? And they said, okay, you know, but to, to directly answer your question, when, when a coach makes a move like that, you sit down and you analyze everything that was good and everything that was bad, you know, Nick Sirianni to me said, basically, you know, we need, we need something different, something a little bit different. Um, and, and that's why they went out and got a guy like Desai. Remember, they were they were interested in other potential defensive coordinators who took jobs elsewhere. So we don't know if Desai was actually his, their first choice or not, but he was the best of what was left out there, and that's why they decided to do what they did. All right, D-Gun, let's take Miles Sanders' numbers from this past year and cut them in half. We'll just slice them right off at half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was 1,269 yards, 634, 11 touchdowns, mm-hmm. making five and a half. Can Rashad Penny give them half of what Miles gave him last year, 654 yards and six touchdowns? Absolutely. 
you know, the key with him is can you keep him healthy? But, you know, this kid's 215 pounds. He has the second gear, great acceleration, doesn't go down easy. The problem with him is he's always been plagued by injuries. You know, if you can keep him upright and breathing, he can absolutely give you that. You know, when he was on the field, he averaged almost six yards of carry last year. You know, for a team that really wasn't expected to do much of anything, and then all of a sudden in the latter part of the season, they became one of the talks of the NFL because of how they excel, and he was directly responsible for that in terms of enhancing their running game. He's a good running back, but he, he falls in that category of if. He's a good running back if, you know. We all went into 2022 saying, if you could keep Miles Sanders healthy, Miles had the history of being injured. Lo and behold, Miles Sanders was there from start to finish, put up career numbers for himself, rushing touchdowns, uh, directly responsible with helping this offense get to a Super Bowl. But for whatever reason, and I knew this right after the season was over, the Eagles wanted to go in a different direction in the running back. They wanted somebody a little bit different. You know, they're not, they weren't going to pay a running back that kind of money. Eagles no. don't do that, you know. They don't have a feature back. And when I put out there that Kenny Gainwell could be the lead back, people are like, well, he's not the lead back material. You don't understand. A lead back in Eagles offense is not a running back who carries the ball 25 times a game. He's a running back who carries the ball 12 to 15 times a game, and sometimes he might not start. But Kenny Gainwell has shown he has the durability and the capability of being a so-called feature back in the National Football League. Doesn't mean he's their premier back. He's just right now at the top of the pecking order. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting to me at running back, uh, D-Gun, because I do point to the passion of this fan base. And you brought up Miles and, you know, his reputation of mm-hmm. um, not staying healthy. You know, Miles would miss two games a season, three games maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big deal. Oh, you got to be on the field. They're signing a back that has missed 40 football games Mm -hmm. uh, over the past five seasons. 40. Um, Now, some of it is torn ACL, broken tibia. There's nothing you can do about that. Is there a little little hubris from this team thinking, oh, you know, our medical staff can do this. Our load management can do this. I mean, it's low risk. They're not paying the guy anything. They can cut him. But – I can't count on Rashad Penny. That would be silly, wouldn't it? I, I, I'm going to say yes and and no, John, and here's why. Every year, the volume of injuries across the National Football League go up. And we always scream about how these teams don't even practice anymore. Thanks to the latest CBA that the players have, they got reduced time in practice and all this stuff. And it leads to players getting more seriously injured at the beginning of a season because when you hit the ground running in September, that's when it's 100 miles an hour compared to what you're doing in training camps. And even when you have those control scrimmages with other teams, you, you have a cap on how much you're going to do. But you look at what this Eagles team did, John, and they had 22 starters available for the Super Bowl. Yeah, That's unheard of. They had probably one of the, if not the healthiest team from start to finish across the National Football League. So whatever this training staff and his medical staff is doing, um, they do it as well, if not better, than anybody out there. And so maybe they feel they can bring in a Rashad Penny and – turn his fortunes around in terms of keeping him healthier, uh, keeping him on the field longer than he's ever been on the field in his young career. So 
I, I agree with you, but just based on what we saw from what this staff was able to do in 2022, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm like you guys. I'm old school. I'm Andy Reid. You're out there three hours on the field. You're banging helmets. You're doing Oklahoma drills. You know, the first day of hitting, everybody came from miles around to watch the first day of hitting because you <laughs> knew it was going to be knocked down, drag out, people punching each other in the face. You could guarantee there's going to be at least two, two fisticuffs per practice. Those days are long gone now. Yeah. You know, this new era of football, I'm still trying to get used to, but it worked to the Eagles' benefit, and so I have to give them the benefit of the doubt until it, it's proven wrong. D. Gunn, need your uh, take on a specific position. John and I discussed it earlier. Somebody's got to play backup quarterback for the Eagles this year. Uh, John, John was crossing his fingers for Jacoby Brissett because he knows the coach's yeah. affinity for him. He got legit backup money, $10 million to join Washington yesterday. Yeah. That's the going rate. He was not the only backup quarterback to get $10 million. Seven, Several have signed for that number, including yeah. Jared Stidham, who I don't think can play a little bit. But somehow, yeah, he was worth $10 million per. Yeah. What are the Eagles going to slot in as far as the backup quarterback money? You got any at least darts to throw at the dartboard here as to who that could be? You tell me, because I look at the list of backup quarterbacks out there now. It was bad going into the free agency. And now that you look at, you know, Stedham and, and, and a Mike White, you know, who, who just moved on from the Jets. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's not walking through that door. You, you know, he was looking for bigger money. Uh, so obviously he's not walking through that door. What's left out there right now is nothing that makes you jump out of your seat. Um, who knows? Could Gardner Minshew be back again? Is there a possibility we're talking about him coming back again? Yeah. I mean, the longer he's on the market, I don't think he's going to get that chance to compete for a starting no. job. So no. as long uh, as long as the longer he stays on the market, the Absolutely. better for the Eagles. No question about that. A higher profile guy, I'll go down that route, is C.J. Gardner-Johnson because yep. uh, D-Gun, I thought he would be off the market yep. very early whether it would be the Eagles re-signing him or getting a big deal elsewhere, hasn't uh, manifested itself to this point. I think that's a good sign for the Eagles. I, I don't think the big deal is there for them. How do you read that situation? Um, I agree with you 100%, but I'm somewhat shocked because I thought he, he would be the creme de la creme of safeties out there on the market. And you look at what Jesse Bates got down in, uh, what, Atlanta? Atlanta, like 64 yeah. million. So if he got 64 million, what does CJ, based on the fact he finished tied for the league lead in interceptions, we saw his hitting capability throughout the course of the season. He missed a few games because of that lacerated kidney, so on and so forth. But he's a baller. He's one of the best in the business in terms of covering center field, sideline to sideline. So the fact that Jesse Bates got his money and CJ is still out there is a little bit puzzling. But maybe CJ is thinking along the lines of a Darius Slay, a James Bradbury, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. We want to come back. You know, we keep hearing that these guys took discounts to come back here. Brandon Graham, there was serious interest from both Cleveland and Detroit. You know, talking to Brandon, I thought he was a natural fit. He would go home to Detroit for a year or two. You know, his wife is from Detroit as well. So that would have been a natural for them. But he said and he, he, there's something unfinished here, even though he has one ring. You know, he said publicly, and he told me also, because I want to try to win a ring with this Jalen Hurts guy. You know, and that speaks volumes in terms of what this organization has right now, the culture in this organization. You know, 
I give Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman credit for one thing, and I always will. They build a certain culture here, you know, and players gravitate towards it. They treat you like professionals. They feed you like professionals. They listen to their players. Howie Roseman has an open door policy. You can come in and talk. You know, we saw the video of him and Jason Kelsey hugging after Kelsey decided he was going to stay. Yeah, that was awkward, T. You know, I blame Howie. I blame Howie. When when you ever see stuff like that, John, you don't don't see that between front office and a player. And they're sharing a drink in the office and stuff like that. Um, There's something to be said for the culture here. And when players start looking at other places to go, yes, there's a multitude of players that want that almighty dollar because they know this could be their one big payday in their career. They understand that. A TJ Edwards just signed a contract in Chicago. He may never see again, you know, beyond this. I don't blame, plus he's closer, going closer to home. I don't blame him for that, you know. Um, but there are other players, especially veteran players. Look, what we have here is great, man. Locker room, yeah. culture, how they treat you. We have a committee where the coaches listen to you, the front office listen to you. You know, and there's something to be said for that. Um, players like, like Bradbury, Graham Cox, they've made their big money in their careers. Now it's just about sustainability. And if they're in a situation where we have a chance to go deep in a conference again that is suspect, not just a division, but a conference that's suspect again with a new offensive nucleus that's already intact, why would I want another shot at something like that compared to going to a Cleveland, a Detroit, a Houston, a team that's trying to rebuild? I D-Gun, since you say the uh, mojo in the building will still be the same and the culture will still be the same, it's one way to push that even further forward, and that's give your head coach a contract extension. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the season, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they did get an extension done with Doug Peterson. Now, this team did not win the Super Bowl, but they came this close within mm-hmm. 10 seconds, tied with 10 seconds to go. Will they get a contract extension done with Nick Sirianni before the season kicks off? Oh, that, that's uh, – if, if... – if knowing Howie Roseman the way I do, I would think that would be a priority after getting the Jalen Hurts deal done. You know, Nick Sirianni has, has shown in two seasons uh, that he is a quality coach. Uh, his his offense is creative. Um, players gravitate towards him. Howie Roseman is very good at identifying people in the building they want to keep beyond their existing contracts. Yeah, his history, his track record has shown when they've identified these people – they do everything they can to get it done. If if I'm betting on Howie Roseman, I say the contract is done before the season starts this year. Uh, last one for me. Follow yeah. uh, D Gun at a real D Gun on Twitter. Uh, Gun on One podcast. You got any big uh, guests coming up, uh, D Gun, on the Gun on One podcast? Well, I'm taking a few weeks off. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from Brandon Graham to sit down and chuck it up with him. Uh, trying to do one this week with him. But Brandon Graham, you know, he'll text you for no reason and talk to you all day about stuff that doesn't matter. And you ask him a question, he'll take two or three days to get back to us. He's something else, man. And, you know, he's the kind of guy, you can't get mad at him because he makes you laugh all the time. So, you know, yeah, so that's that's my next one um, that I'm waiting to find out about now. But, Right now is the time of year when I usually just back off the gun on ones a little bit, and then I'll pick it up again and start looking at basketball. We get closer to the NBA playoffs. Um, Got to do some, get some hockey in there. As bad as the Flyers have been, 
you know, there's a lot of questions. They're going in a new direction with the GM. They've got to change the complexion of the, of the nucleus of the players as well. Um, and then after that, who knows? You know, it's, it's, throughout the summer, sporadically, depends on when and how I feel like doing it. Um, I'll get Troy Vincent on, you know, talk about league matters uh, at, at some point. Troy Vincent and I go way back. Good friend of Troy Vincent. John Runyon. I love to pick John's brain. Who would have thought John Runyon, of all people, uh, yeah, be he'd position. be doling out bonds. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy who was considered one of the, the dirtiest, dirtiest in the league. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's unbelievable. You know, and I, how I, ironic, uh, the D-Gun, by yeah. the way, how many ex-Eagles are in the league office and everybody thinks the league is against the Eagles? It's Isn't unbelievable. Uh, the wide receiver that played James here. Rash. Yeah. Rash is even in the league yeah. office. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? It's like Philadelphia Eagles of New York, man. But, you know. That's great. That's great to see that these guys transition into very prominent roles in life after football in a profession. We know so many guys make it's difficult for them to make a transition into that second phase of their lives. It's so good to see these guys doing extremely well. Troy, we could argue, at least from a public standpoint, yeah. Troy is number two in that league right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Can you yeah. imagine? Well, you know, he he was vying to become the head of the Players Association, and that didn't pan out for him. There was some dirty pools going on behind closed doors in that situation. And he said, you know what? So what? And he elevated himself to, like, the second or third most powerful guy in the most powerful sports entity on the planet. You know, Troy Vincent is well-schooled, well-spoken, and highly intelligent, very smart. So I'm not surprised to see Troy sitting where he is right now in his career. We know where James Thrash is. The question is, where is Todd Pinkston? That could be an upcoming <laughs> gun on gun, gun on one uh, episode. I talk, I talk to Pinky now, every now and then. Yeah, he's in Mississippi, coach, and I talk to him like he'll text me once in a blue moon. He's out. He's still out there. Um, is he coaching? Coaching football? Yeah. You know, he took a lot of abuse in this city, but he is one of the most down to earth, nicest people you ever wanted to meet. Um, and you know what? He's just a humble dude doing his thing now, very quietly and enjoying life after football. Todd Pinkston equals Quez Watkins. Very similar players. Oh, I think I think Todd caught the ball a little bit better than Quez does. I'm yeah, just saying. That's just I, my I, opinion. I, I remember a couple contested passes <laughs> going the other way with uh, the pinky, doing a pinky dance. Um, but both of them could get behind defenses every once in a while, make a big play. That's for damn sure. <laughs> D-Gun, glad to oh, give you man. the time today. No, you wanted to yeah, talk man. some Eagles. Thank you very much for doing it with us. And we gave you a break from the honeydew list. Now you got to get back to it. Now, you know what? I feel cleansed now. I got talk some football yeah. with two expert guys that I have a lot of respect for. My palate is full now. <laughs> Very good. And you will fill up Monday with Rob Ellis and uh, oh, Barrett Brooks man. with the return of the Sports Take right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Be gun. Have a good one. You guys, thank you as well, man. You guys have a great day. Our Thanks, Steve. Derek Gunn here with us on Birds 365. All right, quickie timeout. Then we come back. You know what we got to do? Got to put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. We got to thank both of our guests today, two guys who have been good to us over the years. Certainly, Martin Frank jumps in with us all the time. Derek, and we don't have as much because you get Derek in the afternoon. So we don't need Derek saying the same exact thing with us a couple hours ahead of whatever he's going to say on Sports Take. Oh, but we took advantage this week since he's got the week off on uh, Sports Take. So you get D Gun back on Monday. We thank him much for jumping in with us here today. Hi, John. I answered this question 24 hours ago. Is today the CJGJ day? I thought yesterday was going to be the day. Maybe Slay screwed it up uh, <laughs> with all the uh, the back and forth. Um, boy, the longer it goes, the better it is for the Eagles. That's all I'll say. Um, you know, maybe Denver's involved uh, because of Sean Payton, but uh, I don't see a lot of options for CJ which is a bit surprising to say the least. I think as a generalization, you're right, but there is at least the possibility there's a team that also has been lurking in the weeds that likes CJGJ, but maybe has less cap flexibility than even the Eagles right now. And as the number comes down and comes down and comes down and the asking price comes down, maybe it falls into their range and they jump in and get something done. I'm with you. I think it helps the Eagles. The longer this goes, 
the percentage chance he resigns with the Eagles, I do believe, increases. But there could be another team out there that's just waiting for the number to come down to a specific number that they can actually justify and fit inside their cap that then they make a play for CJGJ. Yeah, but I think the Eagles are still in a good spot because as the number comes down, that's the key point to me. Uh, as the number comes down, the Eagles are a contender. Um, you know, they're still a good team, even with all the losses. He's had success here. Uh, he led the league in interceptions despite missing five games. Um, I think that helps him. As long as that number comes down, I think the only way he's leaving is if the Eagles are outpriced. I think if it's even close, I think he, he comes back to Philadelphia. Do you think he's as motivated to stay an Eagle as Darius Slay was? Slay no, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, certain guys, uh, Brandon, Darius, um, he, even Fletcher. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't put him in that category. But, yeah, I, you know, he had success. I mean, that that to me, it's more about that with CJ. He knows he had success. Now, different coach, different defense. He was one of the guys that was close to Denard Wilson. So maybe that works in a negative fashion, but I, I don't think so because it's going to be the same philosophy and he knows they put him in the right spot. Remember, you know, he's playing nickel. Yeah, they and, made the and, call. And, yeah, so I think that helps the Eagles. And while safeties aren't paid what outside corners are, safeties are usually paid more than slot corners are. So the Eagles did him a solid. Uh, I'm with you in that I thought well, we had the list of all Eagle free agents who were hitting the open market. Everyone believed Javon Hargrave was going to make the most money and probably be priced out of Philadelphia. Exactly what happened within the first hour of free agency. And I thought we'd find out pretty quickly about CJGJ, too, that he'd be a day one guy. Well, we're into day number three, and he still hasn't gotten done yet. Uh, that, that to me, does trend yeah. for a chance to keep him here. In and place. almost all these uh, outlets that have the top 100 free agents or whatever, now that Orlando Brown went, he is number one on almost everybody's list. So it is a very big surprise that uh, he is still on the market and – I think it's nothing but positive for the Eagles. Was was he ranked higher? Or was Baker Mayfield? I guess he was ranked higher. Huh? I, I, yeah, he was ranked a little bit higher. We were just talking about the quarterback money and the fact that backup quarterbacks are getting into the ten million dollar range. I saw now this may be inaccurate, and you'd never know about reporting. The Baker Mayfield took four million bucks. Just to go down and and get the the, the number. Hey one man, guy. you know what? Sometimes you got to bet on yourself, and he's in a position where he could be the starting quarterback. They can say what they want about Kyle Trask, but if he wins that job and he plays well, then he's making a fortune again. So, you know, an opportunity for a guy like that is more important than a couple extra million. Because remember, he's already made a lot of money. So he's he's got a chance to play and earn a lot more money. Yeah, I I I think the decision makes sense. Remember, he's made a ton of money, so it, it, it's not about chasing every nickel for Baker Mayfield. Well, uh, 
Ton, ton of money is relative. Uh, and he, he was the number one pick in the draft, but it was still a rookie deal. So uh, and to you and okay, I, what he made was a ton of money. To what his expectations were that he thought he was going to make when they called his name out that day as the first pick in the draft, yeah, probably not a ton of If you told Baker Mayfield, listen, uh, here's what you can get for signing your first contract. Your second contract, you're going to have to start with a $4 million year. I'm going to give you the number right now, Jody. Baker Mayfield has already made $48 million in his career. Uh, So you're right. In other words, less than Aaron Rodgers is going to make for this upcoming year in one year. Yeah, well, he's not a superstar quarterback. But my point is, if you got $48 million in the rearview mirror, you don't have to chase – a nickel and a dime. If you got an opportunity to make a whole boatload more, the old take a step back to take about 50 forward. I think it makes perfect sense for Baker Mayfield. I'm I'm giving the Tampa Bay general manager credit for pulling a Howie Roseman like deal and getting him signed. He's only paying $4 million for his starter while other teams are paying 10 for their backup. That's a pretty good job by the Tampa uh, GM. Well, you never, you never. I go back to Howie Roseman. The only place, uh, if you're not paying your quarterback money, the only better place is to want to pay your quarterback money. If you're going cheap at quarterback, that means you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> so I don't know how much credit I'm going to give them there. Well, the, the Eagles paid their quarterback diddly squat this year, and he finished second in the MVP. So, Well, that's because he was a second-round pick. Come on. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're going to pay him $50 million. The point is, you you, you know the system, Jody. The system right. is the system. He's on his rookie deal. When he signs an extension, he's going to make, I don't know, $250 million. We'll see where it ends up. And the Eagles have no no concerns over that. They have no issues with paying them that. That's the position. That's the position you want to be in. Understood. But it's always better to be in the uh, paying less than paying more. You're willing to pay more. You realize you have to pay more. You're, you're accepting the fact that you're paying more. Helps to get you into a Super Bowl when you're paying them next to nothing. All right. Uh, Jody Mac, Johnny Mac coming back again tomorrow. You good for m- tomorrow, McMullen? Uh, day to day, but I'm planning. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny. Between now and then, you, know, or is you never know when the injury is going to pop up. Trimming in the house. I might get to talk to Rashad Penny today. Rumor has it. Uh, you never know when the injury is going to pop up. Uh, right. Uh, he could be scheduled to talk to them, but then he could be injured. So that might have to be pushed back. We shall see. Uh, we're not pushing back anything. McMullen and McDonald right here in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.